Hi, this is Chris, and I have a mystery question for you. Do you remember what happened in our last episode? I'll give you a clue. It was called the Case of the Secret Room. Give up? Well, don't worry, because not only are we going to find out what happened last time, but we'll hear the conclusion of the mystery of the secret room on today's adventure in Odyssey. I was just working on one of my inventions here. I'm John Avery Whitaker, but you can call me Whit, and this is Odyssey. Hey, let's see if this thing works. Hold it! Okay, so it needs a little more work. But that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. Oh, don't take my word for it, though. You can find out for yourself when you come along on today's Adventures in Odyssey. On today's adventure, Mr. Whitaker continues to investigate the case of the secret room. You'll remember from last week that Mr. Whitaker accidentally discovered a secret room in the basement of his building. In it was the skeleton of Spencer Barfield, a man everyone believed robbed the Odyssey Bank way back in 1946. When Inspector Howard decided not to investigate the case, Witt and young Jamie Martin did some checking of their own and wound up meeting peculiar Mr. Fenwick. They also found clues involving Inspector Howard's himself. And a mysterious woman left a note with Connie at Witt's end. All of this led Witt back to his basement, where he met up with a dangerous prowler. Because of the nature of today's program, it would be best if your parents would listen with you. So get them and we'll begin today's adventure in Odyssey right after this. My dog has fleas. Ooh, it's Eugene, and Eugene sings! Yes, it's the world's first all-song CD from that boy genius who stars in the exciting series Adventures in Odyssey! So take it from me, Harlow Doyle, Live and I, Eugene sings! For more information, call 1-800-THE-LETTER-A-FAMILY or visit witsend.org. Let's join Mr. Whitaker as he investigates the case of the secret room. So, Mr. Whitaker, you got knocked on the head by a burglar. Well, actually, I didn't get knocked on the head. I got pushed into some boxes and hit my head when I fell. I see. Well, it looks as if the officer got all the information from you last night. We'll do the best we can to catch the burglar, but uh, since nothing was stolen, it'll be difficult. I realize that, Inspector, but... That's not why I'm here. It isn't? No. Don't you see? Whoever was in my basement last night didn't come to steal anything from me. I think they did that to throw me off the track. Someone was trying to get to the secret room. A curiosity seeker? No, I think it was someone connected with Spencer Barfield and the Odyssey bank robbery. Oh, please don't start on that again. I told you yesterday that it's a closed case. But it can't be a closed case as long as there are unanswered questions. <sighs> Nobody holds you or the Odyssey police in higher regard than I do, Inspector, but I... Well, I can't drop this. You wouldn't either if you simply considered the facts. A skeleton was found in a hidden room in my basement. Had a bullet hole in it. 
You say it was a drifter named Spencer Barfield who worked in my building in 1946 and suddenly disappeared when the Odyssey Bank was robbed. A robbery you witnessed yourself. I explained all of that to you yesterday, Mr. Whitaker. I was knocked unconscious before I could say anything. Yes, you were knocked unconscious without anyone touching you. I don't know how it happened. Everyone thinks I fainted. It doesn't matter anymore. It does matter. Now, you assume that Spencer robbed the bank with a mysterious partner. Then the partner decided to double-cross Spencer, shot him in the basement, and took off with the money. Right. All the evidence points to it. It makes sense, doesn't it? But what has become of the partner? Look, it was 40 years ago. The money's gone. The partner's probably died of old age. Why can't you leave well enough alone? Well, that's a good question and a familiar one. Uh, why are you so against me trying to figure out this case? As a police detective, I'm against any amateur investigating murders and robberies. It always leads to trouble. Well, normally I'd say you're right. No one should ever take the law into his own hands. Well, I'll certainly bow out if you look into it yourself. Oh, I told you... It's a closed case. Yes, you said that time and time again. Then you leave me no choice but to exercise my right as a citizen and pursue this case until justice is done. Okay, let's go, Jamie. What happened? Did he break down and confess? <laughs> no, I... I didn't think he would, especially since I'm not sure he's the one who did it. Uh, did you go by the library? Yes, but it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, let's sit down on this bench here and tell me what happened uh, in detail. Well, I took the headline from the Odyssey Times that the mysterious lady gave you yesterday. Uh huh. Sure enough, it was in the microfilm file. It said, police in car chase, just like the clipping. Good. Also, it was dated June 7th, 1946. Five days after the bank robbery. Uh, what did the article say? Wait, let me get my notes. Okay. It said that the police pulled a man over by the name of Alfred Myers. Mm -hmm. He ran a stop sign. No big deal, right? I suppose. But guess what policeman pulled Myers over? Well, I give up. Police rookie Ralph Howards. Inspector Howards again. Boy, he sure gets around. Yeah, but wait until you hear the rest. Rookie Ralph Howards was getting out of his police car when Alfred Myers suddenly took off. Howards radioed for help and then went after him. You know, it's hard to imagine all this happening in Odyssey. Uh, what happened next? Um, Howards chased Myers on a back road towards Trickle Lake until Myers lost control of his car and ran into a telephone pole. They took him to the hospital, but he didn't make it. It's really kind of sad. Yes, it is. Yeah, but that's not the end. They found something in Alfred Meyer's car. What? A 38 caliber pistol. Remember, the bullet found in the skeleton was... A 38 caliber. Is it possible that Myers was the one who shot Spencer Barfield? It is more than possible, Mr. Whitaker. <gasps> who are you? I'm sorry to be eavesdropping. You are the mysterious woman who gave Connie the envelope yesterday. I'm one and the same. But please sit down, huh? Uh, who are you, and what does all this mean? I'm a stranger to you, Mr. Whitaker, and yet I believe you're the key to clearing my brother's name. Your brother? Spencer Barfield. Spencer Barfield was your brother? But the police said he didn't have any family. They were wrong. I'm the only real family he ever had. We were orphans, you understand. I see. My brother, when he was discharged from the Army after the Second World War... He decided that life was too short to settle down. 
so he kind of drifted. He wrote to me so I'd know he was safe and happy. Then the letter stopped, and then the newspaper said he robbed the bank and took off with the money. I refused to believe them. My brother wasn't that kind of man. He's good and kind. I didn't know where he was or what became of him. Until I saw the news yesterday about what you found in your basement. For over 40 very long years, I've wondered and hoped. Now I know. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, Mrs... Miss Barfield. You gave me that headline to get me to the article. Why? Uh, what is the connection between your brother and this Alfred Myers? In one of my brother's last letters to me, he wrote about his job as janitor of the building you now own. Yeah, well, back then it was a community center for local families. Yes, my brother wrote that in one of his letters. He also wrote of a peculiar nervous man who frequently came there. My brother didn't trust him and thought he was up to something. He wrote that the man's name was Alfred Myers. They even talked to each other once or twice. Myers was interested in the building. My brother even found Myers wandering in the basement. Back then, no one was allowed down there. Myers claimed he had gotten lost. Uh, let me get this straight. Your brother caught Myers looking around in the basement? Yes. Why? My brother didn't know. But there's one very important thing I haven't told you. What? My brother wrote that he saw Alfred Myers talking to Percival Fenwick. He couldn't understand why a bank manager would talk to someone like Myers. I've been wondering the same thing myself. I'd hoped you would know the answer, Mr. Whitaker. Hmm. I don't know, but I suppose Mr. Fenwick might. wish he wasn't at home. All that African junk he keeps in his house gives me the creeps. Especially those masks. Well, why don't you wait in the car? This won't take long. Are you kidding? I don't want to miss anything. Well, okay. Who is it? What do you want? It's John Whitaker, Mr. Fenwick. I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. Go away. I don't want to talk to you. But it's about Alfred Myers. What makes you think I should know anybody by that name? You were seen with him. When? Who saw me? Is it true? Might be. You better come in. You're, uh, taking quite a personal interest in this, aren't you, Mr. Whittaker? Yes, I am. Now, about this Myers fellow. You know him. Not really. We had a business arrangement, that's all. Oh? Yes. I hired him as a private investigator after the bank was robbed. Why? Because there were people who thought I had something to do with the robbery, and I wanted to prove them wrong. How? What did you think a private investigator could do that the police wouldn't? Follow another policeman. What do you mean? Follow another policeman. I told you before, I believe the robbery was an inside job. Well, I happen to believe that Inspector Howards was the one who helped the bank robbers. And I hired Myers as a private investigator to follow Howards to get evidence against him. Inspector Howards was a policeman who chased Myers. That's right, little girl. But that was after Myers tried to escape. <laughs> That's what Howards said. 
Well, I happen to believe that Myers had just found some evidence to prove that Howard's was in on the bank robbery. And that's why Inspector Howard's chased Myers. That's what I think. She's a smart one, Whittaker. After all these years, I'm glad the truth is finally getting out. Wow. Now, if the two of you are done with your interrogation, I'm late for an auction. An auction? Yes. A museum in Connellsville is selling some 17th century artifacts from Africa. I don't want to miss it. Mr. Whittaker, let me say it to you again. If you're going to investigate anyone, you should investigate the inspector. He's your man. Is Mr. Fenwick right about the inspector? We'll find out when we return to today's Adventure in Odyssey right after this. And now the conclusion of today's Adventure in Odyssey. I don't know about you guys, but this whole thing sounds funny to me. Well, I know what you mean, Connie. Who can you believe? I can't make head or tail out of any of it. I believe Mr. Fenwick. Why is that, Jamie? Because it makes sense. Inspector Howard's helped the robbers escape from the bank and then made Alfred Myers wreck his car into a tree so he wouldn't tell on him. Then who shot Spencer Barfield and left him down in the basement? Oh, Inspector Howard's did that too. Why? Because Spencer helped him rob the bank and the inspector wanted all the money. That's possible. But... I find it hard to believe that Inspector Howards would spend 40 years on the police force if he had the money. Plus, he's one of the best detectives we've ever had. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Besides, the mystery woman said that her brother wasn't the type to rob a bank. Why should we believe her? Why should we believe anybody? Well, what do you think about all this, Wit? I don't know. Everything I've heard bothers me. Any one of the stories makes sense, but which one is true? Oh, I think it's terrible that we even have to think about this. One man was murdered, another man lost his life in a car accident. And for what? Money. Oh, how it must break God's heart to see what we do to one another. Lies, betrayal, death, all for something that doesn't last. A few pieces of green paper that don't bring an ounce of true happiness. You know, speaking of money, where is it? What do you mean? What became of the money? Well, if the inspector's guilty, then he's probably hidden it somewhere. Mr. Fenwick likely did the same if he's the one. What if neither one of them did it? One of them had to. Really? Well, who's left? Spencer Barfield is dead. Aren't you forgetting someone? Who? Alfred Myers? You said yourself that he had a thirty-eight caliber pistol and that's what Spencer Barfield was shot with. Why would Myers do that? Maybe Spencer Barfield and Alfred Myers were partners in the robbery. And Myers double-crossed Spencer and shot him. That's what everyone thought in the beginning. So, Myers took off and five days later was killed in a car crash. It still doesn't answer my question, Whit. Where's the money? Myers hid it. Where? Tom, you're beginning to sound like a parrot. If you think you know where the money is hidden, why don't you say so? Now, Whit, you know I'm no sleuth. You know that. And this is just a wild guess. But it wouldn't surprise me to find out that you're sitting on it. I beg your pardon? That secret room in the basement? What if the money is buried there? The basement? 
It'd certainly explain why someone broke in last night. Of course. Tom, you're a genius. Well, how you doing, Tom? You getting tired? No, I'm all right. How about you? Oh, I'm okay. I haven't done this much digging, though, since I was in the Army. Whit? <laughs> Whit? Yes, Connie? We're in here. I just wanted to say that everyone's out of the store except Jamie. I've closed everything up. I'd like to stick around, but my mom's expecting me home on time. Okay. Thanks for everything, Connie. You're welcome. See you tomorrow. Night, Connie. Yeah, good night, Connie. Come to think of it, Wet, I better take Jamie home and get her to bed. No sense having her sit around here while we do this. I'll come back right after. Oh, why don't you stay home, Tom? Maybe this is a waste of time. Oh, I'm not sure it's a waste of time, but... Well, why don't we take a break for tonight? We can continue this in the morning. Maybe so. Don't hurt yourself. See you tomorrow. Bye. Yeah, a few more minutes of digging won't hurt anything. Huh. What's that? It's a box. Ah, nice of them to put handles on it. All I have to do is pull it up and... That's it, Mr. Whitaker. Just pull it up and I'll take care of the rest. Inspector Howard's. What a surprise. Is it really? Well, I had hoped so. I wanted to believe you weren't involved. I was humiliated throughout the town because of this money. I have to be involved. You mean you've waited all these years for this? In a manner of speaking. I want you to move to the back of that hole, Mr. Whitaker, carefully. No sudden moves. You left the note on my car windshield, didn't you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Very careless of me to write a phrase that I often speak. I had hoped that a note like that would send you on a wild goose chase and distract you from finding this money. Well, in a way it did. Tony, did Spencer rob the bank and you pretended to be knocked unconscious, or did you help and then shoot him here later? What? Did Spence... I didn't have anything to do with the robbery, Mr. Whittaker. You didn't? No. Well, I'm confused. If you didn't, then uh, who did? That's what I wanted to find out, but you kept getting in the way. I did? Yes. So you have been investigating this case. Well, why didn't you say so? Because I wanted the real criminals to think I'd given up. That way they might get careless. And they did. They did? Huh? Yes. Whoever broke in last night confirmed what I was beginning to suspect, that the money was still here. Well, why didn't you come and get it? I wanted to use it as bait. If the criminals are still around, they'll come after the money sooner or later. You could have told me. Sorry, Mr. Whitaker. I couldn't afford to trust anybody, not even you. And I won't trust anyone either. At least not until that box is in my hands, safe and sound. Ah, Mr. Fenwick, nice to see you again. Not for long. I'm here for the money. My money. Your money? Yes. Do you think a man spends months planning a bank robbery only to turn around and let someone else have the money? You robbed the bank? Not alone, obviously. You and Spencer. (laughs) I should have known. You're the one who double-crossed him. Wrong again. Neither of you are very good detectives, really. The truth is, Alfred Myers robbed the bank. I merely planned it and cut the alarm so he could get in. You nearly spoiled it by walking past, Inspector. Fortunately, Myers remembered to take the knockout darts. Knockout darts? Yes. 
Very clever idea from Africa. Small darts dipped in a special drug that renders people unconscious for a couple of hours. <laughs> they call it a sleeping potion. Very effective. But what about Spencer? Frankly, Mr. Whitaker, I spent years trying to figure that out. I believe Spencer saw Myers put the money down here and Myers shot him so he couldn't talk. Myers wasn't a very smart man. He buried the money down here and died before he could tell me where it was. He was on his way to meet me when you pulled him over, Inspector. You ran a stop sign. I didn't suspect a thing. I believe you. Like I said, Myers wasn't very smart. I'm sure he panicked when you pulled him over. That's why he ran away, the fool. And you've been waiting all these years to get the money. Yes. You made it possible by finding this room, Mr. Whittaker. Now both of you may step away from the box. <laughs> and what are you going to do if we try to stop you? Hit us with your cane? <laughs> close. Very close. You see, this is a specially made cane. All I have to do is push the top, and you'll be hit by one of the knockout darts. You'll sleep like babies for hours. It's all the time I need to get away. Now, step away from the box. Put your cane away, Mr. Fenwick. You'll never get away. What? Woo! Oh, uh, gentlemen, I'd like you to meet Miss Barfield, Spencer's sister. Thank you for all of your help, Mr. Whitaker. Does this mean you called the police, or are you planning to take the money for yourself? I've spent over 40 years worrying and wondering about my missing brother. I'd be tempted to consider the 25000 in that box as a small repayment in return for those years. Tempted? Yes, but only tempted, Mr. Whitaker. I've called the police, and they're on their way. I use the radio in your car, Inspector. I hope you don't mind. Not at all. Blast you. Blast all of you for your meddling. This should have been my money. My money. Take it easy, Fenwick. Money won't do you any good in Statesville prison. And that ends the case of the secret room. Wow, are they really going to put Mr. Fenwick on trial for the bank robbery, even after all these years? Well, absolutely. And if Alfred Myers were still alive, he'd face trial for the bank robbery and the murder of Spencer Barfield. Poor Spencer. You know, somehow it's just not fair to lose a life over something so worthless as money. I guess that's why the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Look, it's the inspector. Hello, everyone. I was in the neighborhood and thought I'd stop in. I want to apologize for not trusting you, Mr. Whitaker. If I'd considered you an ally rather than an enemy, this case might have been closed sooner. Oh, it's all right. I don't blame you. Hey, Inspector, what's going to happen to the money? It goes back to the bank where it rightfully belongs. But I have it on good authority that the bank is going to give some of it to charity. <laughs> well, so it looks like we're going to have a happy ending all around. You think so, Tom? Well, don't you, Whit? Well, I'm not sure. Oh? Now, you see, I now have a room in my basement that serves as a constant reminder of greed and how it hurts people, even innocent people like Spencer Barfield and his sister. It's hard to be happy about that. You're right. 
But if we can't be happy, at least we know we've learned something very important. I hope we have, Tom. I hope we have. It's not quite the happy ending we're used to in Odyssey, but not all lessons leave us feeling good. Did you know the Bible speaks out loud and clear about money and what happens when people like it too much? The Apostle Paul wrote that the love of money is the root of all evil. King Solomon said, Whoever loves money never has enough of it. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied. And Jesus said that we cannot serve two masters. We must choose between God and money. Does that mean we should hate money? Well, no, but it does mean that money is merely a tool for us to use. We should never love it or make it the most important thing we think about. That's something we all need to learn. And that brings us to the end of the case of the secret room. Thank you for listening. Our address, if you ever feel like sending us a letter or a postcard, is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. In Canada, write to Box 9800, Vancouver, B.C., V6B4G3. And when you write, don't forget to ask about how you can get a copy of this broadcast. Just mention today's date in your card or letter. The address once again is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Adventures in Odyssey is a production of Focus on the Family. The Case of the Secret Room was written and directed by Paul McCusker. Our production engineer was Bob Luttrell. And our executive producer, Chuck Bolte. And I'm Chris, inviting you to join us again next time for more Adventures in Odyssey. Thank you.